welcome to Nintendo Dads episode 276, recorded on April the 16th, 2020. And on tonight's episode, we're talking Switch updates, some rumored games, and do a battle roll, Jesse, and just play that music. What's up, everybody? That is right. It is the sweet, sweet, sultry sounds from across the pond. My good friend, the man who has been missing, who sleeps through his alarm, whose birthday is just 24 hours away. So spam him on Twitter. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Gary Gray. Good to see you, sir. And the crowd goes wild. Ah! Right? Oh, my gosh. It's Gary Gray. Yay! With a sexy voice from England. Hi, guys. <laughs> That's why all the ladies are around, just to hear Gary. Yeah, exactly. get your tea biscuits easier. Uh, I, you know, it's funny. We actually had a video that you put out for us, and someone put in the comments, hey, you have the same accent as me. And I was like, good. I'm really glad we're able to find commonalities with our fans and listeners. Yeah, yeah, we're a rare I tell you. Yeah, Nobody exactly. quite hits that monotone like the guys from Wolverhampton. Yeah, exactly. Right, right in that area. Well, good to see you, sir. You have been missed. Uh, and welcome back. We're happy to have you here. Uh, as a matter of fact, actually, you see in the uh, uh, Dan, uh, the block fort is already using your emote in our Twitch uh, to celebrate your return as well. So thank you very much. Nice. <laughs> of course, another man who is a master of the Twitch and helping me with my streaming capabilities, Mr. Timothy Olf. Tim, what is going on, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. I feel good because I've been able, I got to teach my youngest how to do his own laundry. You know, those Whoa. life skills that you have to teach. Got that opportunity to do that today, so I'm happy. Nice. There, there <laughs> are some, like, you know, and it's funny, you know, we're talking a little bit about this and a little bit of, like, diving into, you know, I mean, you know, we always have a little bit of banter, but sometimes we sit in the right pocket. This COVID thing has allowed for kind of those opportunities of, like, let's have a real yeah. teaching moment. I know my my uh, my wife has been working with the kids on, on like, handwritten letters, like literally writing a handwritten letter, yeah. handwritten letter out to their grandmother and mailing them out, and they're sending out like a, a letter every single day. And it's such I'm a dying, such a dying art form, right? Yeah. Um, but like such, you know, this was a different way of how we communicated. So it's been an interesting experiment for them as well. So I'm definitely um, stealing that. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to try and teach my child how to fold. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. My kids can fold their laundry and do it quite well, mainly because I'm a lazy parent. Speaking of a gentleman who's not a lazy parent, going over to Mr. Jesse Waldack. He's not lazy. He's so successful. He's actually sent kids out of his house. Jesse, how are you today, sir? <laughs> That's right. And uh, we thought one of them might have been coming back, but uh, so far that uh, she's she's still okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. The with uh, the the whole COVID thing and also as the same time as allergy season and it makes things a little difficult because you need to you're, you're, my eyes are really itchy right now and what doesn't help is I told you about uh, the demolition my wife started a month ago in mm -hmm. the bathroom yeah uh, it's still being demolished you know slowly but surely so I think she kicked up some good stuff earlier today when as soon as I was upstairs for dinner, my eyes just went red. Oh, so, so if we see if we see you wander away, um, just know that you're having a fit. Sure. Okay. Cool. <laughs> well, hopefully you feel better, and hopefully you know that doesn't dust up too too poorly here, folks. Yeah. Well, the, it, down down in my basement, I'm it's a little bit better, but upstairs yeah. it gets worse again. That's fair enough. Well, gentlemen, shall we dive right into it? Sploosh. 
Sploosh. Whoops. Sploosh is an interesting word to use there. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, our news and everything brought to you today is by patreon.com. And I want to give a big thank, of course, patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, not just patreon.com, but our actual one specifically. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to three of our new Patreon subscribers, John, Mark, and Bolzer. Thank you so much for jumping in. You know, the amazing part is, and I've said this before, they get to jump in and not pay a dime for until at least the end of May, if not longer. And as a matter of fact, that's for all of our amazing Patreon folk. Uh, and I have we have seen some increases as well saying, hey, I already support you guys at five dollars or ten dollars. I'm going to support you at 30 because guess what? For the month of April and May, we are not taking any of your Patreon pledges. Why? Because life sucks right now for people and there's no reason for us to be taking your money. Um, so, guys, thank you so much for no matter what, just coming over and supporting us on Patreon and checking us out. And whether you're upping your subscription and getting some of that bonus content, you may as well go all the way and get all the bonus content, get all the posters, get all the pre and post audio, get into all those chats. You may as well do it. It's free for two months. It's like a Netflix Netflix subscription trial offer, but better. That's what I tell myself. Uh, so, guys, thank you so much for doing that as well. I also want to be give a big shout here as well. Thank you so much for the continued support that we see over on Twitch. I talked about this last week. If you guys want to continue to support, you want to find a way, head over to Twitch. Use your uh, Amazon Prime Twitch Prime sub. Uh, we're happy to take that or give us a follow. We're happy for that. Or, or hey, just, just retweet our stuff or uh, send us an email or share a post or engage with us that's really what helps uh watch a video that we do on youtube all that kind of good stuff but man we have seen so much support and growth there so i thank you so much for that but enough about those little bits and bobs folks let's get right into the news and we're going to lead off the news today with kind of the i guess the big one and, and we talked about it last week that like it's still a bit slow for Nintendo news, folks. Uh, but I guess the big, big one that we're going to talk about today is the Nintendo Switch system update 10.0.0 released Monday or Tuesday earlier this week. And a couple of quick things that I want to just let you know that they brought uh, yeah, brought was, forward. I think, in this. Tuesday, I think it was Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. I think it was Tuesday. And it would dropped it unceremoniously. Like it wasn't like a huge like, hey, coming later this week. It was just like in there. Yeah, was. there was no announcement. It just... People found out about it when their system says it's time for an update. Exactly. Right. A couple of quick things I want to talk about here. Uh, there is now you have the ability to up to 300 news items can be bookmarked if you use a news item switch or area. More game data, not saved game data, can be, can be transferred back and forth between the system storage and the SD card. So this is very interesting. Again, you can now move games back and forth between the system storage and the SD storage. Uh, so I took advantage of that. We'll talk about that later. We can also do some analog stick and button configurations and it can now be changed for paired controllers. Up to five favorite custom uh, configurations can be saved for each type of controller. And uh, you can actually now see displayed play activity and delete play activity for, uh, that has been moved from the friend setting. And there are six new uh, Animal Crossing New Horizon avatars added as well. So the couple of things that I mean, I think there's a lot going on there, but I think the big things that stand out to me, and I want to hear you guys' topics or thoughts on this. First, um, 
the customization or uh, reconfiguration I thought was great. And we heard this, I heard this very quickly in the community for um, uh, able gamers, right? Uh, who need that additional support, that accessibility. This is a great step by Nintendo. And again, we're not individuals who require that level of support, but I think having that customization, allowing people to kind of reconfigure their controllers to play, I think is a great thing to do that. Currently Xbox, I think definitely leads the pack in that. And we've seen their accessibility controllers that they use, but I think it's great to see Nintendo make those customizations. And if you're a person who requires those type of changes or those configurations, or maybe your child does, man, I'd love for you to send us an email. We'd love to hear that, hear information about that, uh, and hear maybe how that's impacting you as well. Uh, of course, the uh, new avatars. Who doesn't like a new avatar for uh, for their console? I like that. But I think the big thing here that I thought was great was that was that moving of games back and forth on the console uh, memory and the SD memory. And Gary, I'm going to throw it over to you. What do you think of this, and what's kind of your highlights? Uh, for me, it's definitely accessibility. I think that the more people that can play games, the better. And, um, you know, it's always a shame if someone's like lost an arm in an accident and they can no longer play. Like the Wii was great for that, right? Because there's a lot of one-handed uh, games with the Wii remote. And uh, as you say, uh, Xbox partnering with special effects with the adaptive controllers has been really good. And you can use those on the on the uh, Switch as if you use one of the eight do uh, dongle things to, to use the Xbox controllers. But this is a step in the right direction. You can map a lot of buttons you can switch the left stick and right stick over and stuff like that there is a few limitations on it like you can't switch the uh, analog stick for the d-pad which is a shame because that would have made the uh, links lightning perfect but uh, mm -hmm. there you go and uh, it also doesn't work with stuff like the gamecube controllers if they're plugged in but i mean it's, it's a great addition you can't really moan about it too much i know mm -hmm. that a, a lot of other people want it on a per game basis because uh, like xbox does that with their elite controllers and stuff like that but it's it's a good start for nintendo and it, it's definitely going to help people out now that you've got the zoom function and this there's a lot of accessibility being added to the switches this launch uh, well yeah. you can't save per game but you still can book you know save up to five yeah save five it slots yeah and just swap them out just as long as you remember which one's which. Yeah, exactly. So there is a little bit of presets that you can have set up. And I think you're right, Gary. Like, it's not exactly probably what everybody wants, but it's a step in the right direction, mm. right? If, if you think about this, you know, two weeks ago, this didn't exist. Now it does, right? So we're making, we're moving the, we're moving the boulder up the hill in the right direction, right? Uh, that's great. Um, Tim, what about you? Anything from this kind of set that really, uh, really kind of drove to you? I think you guys covered all the bases there. I mean, just the main thing is a step in the right direction and hopefully it's a little bit more consistent than just how many years before we had the last major update yeah. <laughs> you know where it's not just uh fixes so that's the only thing i would say sure okay uh jesse the the memory card switching back and forth sd to home console what do you think of that i think it's useful um i I think I've only had one instance when I needed it. When I when I first bought, got the Switch, I had a game downloaded in system memory, and the, in order to, at the time, the only way to do to move it to the SD card was to delete the whole thing and then mm -hmm. re-download it. But at least now it saves a step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Like for me, um, I had. You know, I have a 256 gig uh, micro SD card in there, and it's filling up slowly but surely, right? Um, but then I'm like, my my core system, I always had like this extra 12 gigs of space because I had like 12 gigs of space, and I put in my SD card, and then it's like everything defaults to my SD card. So I had like 12 gigs of just like that wasn't being used, 
And I was kind of like, but everything defaults the SD card. So how do I use that? Like, do I have to remove the SD card and then download something? So I thought that was a bit of a pain. So what I've just done is I, I literally went in and I moved Luigi's Mansion from my SD card up into my game console, ate up some of that space, and then I freed up space in my SD card. So again, it's kind of just, I mean, you're moving boxes around essentially, right? Uh, but it was kind of nice to be able to say, I feel like I was... I just looked at mine and I, I still have 22 gig free in system because everything's on the SD card. Yeah, that's exactly it. Right. So it's kind of like, well, hold on a second. I can, you know, I can move a fair bit over onto system and like kind of free up some space, uh, kind of a little bit of organizing and cleaning the fridge and optimizing it. So I thought that was a nice, a nice feature as well for them to be able to do. Yeah. Anyone else on that one? It's, it's more of a, it's like, a, I read a lot of it and it's more like I'll use it when, I know it's there and then I'll get more used to it as it becomes needed. Yeah. Like you just said with the data stuff, I didn't even think of that to like move something from your SD card to the memory. So I just, I just selected the, the move function to see what it looks like. Yeah. And because That's I, I was literally doing have everything on the micro SD card, it tells me I have no software on system that I can move off. Yep. I must, yeah, be the, I must be the only one who commits the crime of literally archiving everything. As soon as nope. I finish the game, it's archived. You, it's gone. You know what, Gary? You and I both, actually. Uh, the moment oh, right. I'm done with it, I archive it. I don't delete it. I archive it. Yeah, yeah. I do. Um, I should like, be archiving I, stuff. I have probably 100 games on here. Yeah. And that's still I, not even everything that I own. I get to a point though, like I've, I archive games, but I always have like these, these ones that are kind of like always on my dashboard. So it's like my active dashboard of like, okay, I need to go in there. I need to put another two hours in that game and I'll finish it or whatever it is. Right. Uh, and then I think the other part is like for us and, and, you know, Gary being part of the Nintendo village and Nintendo dads as well, you recognize that like, we are, we are fortunate enough to be given codes from developers. Right. And sometimes there's like, Hey, cool. I've just, I've just like sprinted through this game. I have finished it. I'm not going to go back to it. Do you know what I mean? But I've done the review or whatever, so I'm going to get it off. And so I do a lot of archiving too. Um, so I'm actually thinking about expanding. exactly 135 games on the system. I don't even want to look at mine right now because I don't think it's it's. I, I know mine <laughs> is higher than that. I know it's higher, it's including two games that are pre-purchased and not playable yet. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Which one? Which two are those? Um, see which one was it? Uh, Club 51 games, games. and. Picross S4. Uh, oh, yes. Picross S4. Let's talk more about how wonderful that is, Jesse. Let's talk about S4. The, the, uh, that was announced, kind of quietly announced a few days ago. And then, like, for some reason, and then today it got it pick, got picked up by more sources just because it was in Nintendo's PR. But you know, we, we knew about this scoop ahead of it. Um, they it'll have the similar type of modes that previous processes have, but it will have a new mode with a large puzzle mode that'll give you thirty by thirties, which I think is the first in the franchise. I think there'll be two of them, and then similar to what the E series did, I think starting with about three or four is if you owned previous games, you get bonus puzzles. You can get if you have the previous S. S2 or S3, you can get up to three 40 by 30s hmm. by having the, the, that save data for the previous games on your system. Hmm. The, unfortunate part, the older games are on sale. Okay. The unfortunate part was I was being slightly sarcastic about that. You were not. 
Touche. That was my bad for letting it pause. And then I actually look in the document, and sure enough, there it is, Picross S4. I was like, oh, okay, I guess. Yeah, I did that, have it nope, in the notes. You, you did document that. That is totally my bad. I apologize for that. Right? I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. All right, folks. So that is, yeah. That is uh, that is our 10.0 uh, update to the operating system. Just for one moment here, I need to sit in this pocket because obviously uh, we are missing Mr. Marty Estes. So I would be remiss if I didn't do my best Marty Estes impression. <sighs> Guys, I miss, I'm missing the folders. The folders is what I need and themes. Themes and folders, woo, is what woo! I need. Right? Uh <laughs> We miss you, Marty. We know that that's something that you've always been asking for. 10.0, folks, that is not what we're getting yet. Uh, and I highly doubt we're ever going to get it. Uh, if 10.0 didn't do it, I don't think we're going to get it anytime soon. Uh, as a friendly reminder as well, if you have done the 10.0 update, friendly reminder, also update your Joy-Cons. Joy-Con update is very important as well. Yes. All right. Uh, folks, we're going to move on to lots of games that were announced this week. This kind of like slew of slew of games that have come off uh yeah, i think first, i put like three things in here and then i come come back and just kept and there's like eight. going okay <laughs> so. uh first first thing i would say here and actually tim you'd be this is not necessarily a game right away but you're excited about this one uh dev diaries dropped for ninjala on youtube yes yeah so for anybody who's looking forward to it like my kid is and who's got me hyped up for it um look I've been actually, uh, I got both of these now queued up to watch. So, cause it's very interesting for me just to kind of see what they're doing to get it ready to bring out. So I'm excited for it. Just thought if anybody else was interested, we'd bring it up because it just, they just announced it actually while we were getting ready for the show. That's great. I'll have to check that one out as well. Uh, a couple of the ga- games to mention as well. Fairy tale has been delayed for March 19th, which was about a month ago <laughs> to June 25th. <laughs> uh, this is a magical JRPG. Uh, we have Double Dragon. Sorry? I don't even think I heard knew about that one. I didn't either, no. We have also Double Dragon and Kunio-kun series, the NES game from Technos Japan, available as individual purchase or uh, a kind of virtual console without branding. Releasing today is Crash and the Boys Street Tet Challenge, Double Dragons 1 to 3, Renegade, River City Ransom, and Super Dodgeball. As Jesse mentioned, Picross S4 to release on April 3rd. 23rd. 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 Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Is this Crisis? Is that how you say that? Yes. Crisis? Yes. Crisis Remastered. Now, this I woke up to first thing this morning, and this was all of the buzz on the internet. And then they, with some screenshot, with just like a screenshot, and then they formally did an actual PR blast about halfway through the day. Um, I don't know much about this game. I remember seeing it a long time ago. But I don't yeah. remember like the hype around it. Do you guys know oh, this one? When it was new, I think it was 2007. It was like the most sophisticated PC game. The benchmark. Out there. It, yeah, the benchmark. So it, it, new computer people building machines would. The question is, will it run Crisis? And that was that was the bookmark benchmark. Uh, again, it's a, it's a shooter game, so I didn't care. But uh, I know other people, I'm sure, do. And I didn't have the equipment to run it, so I never got to play it. <laughs> Gary, what about you? Yeah, I, I remember this being on the 360, right? So I think this means it, that the it, Switch I, is only a couple of Halos and maybe one or two other games off becoming the 360. I, I think it before. did get a PS3 <laughs> 360 kind of remaster, but they didn't call yeah. it remastered. It was basically the original game with 
a version up of the CryEngine. This is like now a full remaster that'll be out on all the platforms. To your point, Gary, I did I did read someone's tweet about that today. They're like, "Hey, Borderlands, Bioshock, yeah. Crisis. Now we are just short of, of Halo Three, and we've got a, 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 an Xbox here." <laughs> yeah, we're literally only missing um, nuts and bolts and uh, Banjo Kazooie nuts and bolts, Perfect Dark, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. I do great. have to say that this actually fulfills my prediction for twenty twenty because well, I oh. said that we were going to have PS. Three and Xbox 360 uh, remasters coming over the Switch. A lot you of them suck. <laughs> All right, that- go in there and mark them off as a winning point already. <laughs> and I think one of us said the next 10.0. If we, you know, I think one of us also said the 10.0 is going to be folders for operating system. I think one of us made that stupid bet too. That may have been me. Uh, Jump Force Deluxe also got announced. Um, what else is in here? Uh, Star Wars Episode One Racer. This was not, we've known this before. This had been announced earlier. This is coming up. gave us a release date. Yeah, gave us an actual release date of May 12, 2020. The screenshot for this looks horrible. Well, see, I looked at the website. So they have the, the switch in the sand, right? And then there's a screenshot on there that looks pretty decent. But then all the other screenshots on that same site or whatever the news thing was looked like the N64 <laughs> graphics. Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh, are you showing us the old game? I hope it's, you know, remastered. <laughs> yeah. From the second this got announced, I was kind of expecting it to not be the greatest remaster. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm still expecting it not to be the greatest remaster. And after seeing them screenshots today, it is kind of... Yeah. Kind of worrying but that it just looks more like a, a box standard pause, which isn't a problem as such, but I think people have got their hypes like level way too high now. Uh, right. And I don't think it's going to be quite to the point of like Spyro, and Brash, Crash Bandicoot and stuff like that. When yeah, I can't is- wait to see more of the layout of the expectations of what this is. You know, is it just a, hey, it's like a virtual console-esque type thing where we're bringing over the old game to work on your Switch, or are they actually enhancing the graphics at all? Yeah. When was this game originally released? Like 2000? Uh, I think it was about 2001, I think. Because it would have been the same time as Episode 1, would it not have been? Which was 1999. Yeah. Tim, off to the intranet. Tim will pick that out for us in a quick little second here. Uh, but I mean, like this game is like 20 years old. Near yeah. 20 years old. It says April 30th, 1999. Oh, I was miles off. Wow. So we are looking at a 21-year-old game at the end of this month. The the sequel, I guess, the Racer Revenge came out This game is old enough to drink now. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Tim? Uh, the Racer Revenge came out in 2002. Hmm. Interesting. I guess the sequel to it, so... Okay. All right. Uh, and uh, a couple other ones I want to kind of go over here as well for games. We've also got the World War Z Game of the Year edition. It's expected to be coming out later this year as well. This is from Saber Interactive. And it is a basically it's kind of like a zombie horde four player online survival game. Uh, I'd seen some let's play of this. It looks kind of cool. It looks kind of fun. Um, but is interesting. Uh, speaking to IGN, the CEO, Matt uh, Karcher, says, keep in mind that we're rendering scenes with hundreds of enemies and four players online. Getting this to run on the Switch is the hardest thing that we've had to do. This is true, even though we're porting our Swarm engine over to the, uh, to the platform. 
So this is uh, not giving me faith that this is going to go well. Uh, I like the I like the the gusto for them, and I like that. But and I think it's great we're getting more of these games um, over to the Switch. But like, that does not feel like it's going to go well. Gary, what do you got? Yeah, this is I, I've played this. Um, it's it's a re- it's one of those games which I wouldn't believe could ever get tran- transferred to the Switch. Mm. Um, so I could expect it to have some problems with frame rates and, and a bit of muddy textures here and there. So it'll be interesting to see, but it, they've got a good company working on it. So, you know, we've got to have some faith. Yeah. The interesting part as well is that Saber Interactive is the same studio behind the, the Witcher 3 port. And and Matt's comment regarding the toughest thing they've ever done is comparing it to the Witcher 3 port, obviously, as well. Yeah. Uh, so that is that is quite the quite the quite the event there. You know, the uh, one I don't see in there is the Burnout Paradise rumor uh, about when that's coming out. I don't see that in our notes. Do we have a rumor on that? Yeah, there was a rumor that it's supposed to release on June nineteenth. Hmm. Interesting. And that's right around my birthday, so they must be getting that ready for me. So, just getting ready, just for you. Yes, just, just for, for me. Because, you know, EA heard me complain about them all the time. So they were like, okay, well, let's throw out Burnout Paradise and Crisis. And, you know, and I'm sure we'll hear a bunch more, too. (laughs) There you go. Right. Fingers across for Apex Legends, right, from EA. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So on that list of games, any of these stand out for you guys that you're interested in? Jesse, I'll head to you first. Obviously, Pick Cross S4, you've preloaded. So you're hyped for that. Right. Well, I'll... Interesting. I'll look into Fairy Tale more when that closer when that comes out to see if that's a JRPG I'm interested in or not. Uh, other than that, uh, not really. And uh, I know okay. some people like you know Roger would probably be would like Jump Force. Yeah, but uh, okay. I don't know many other people who would be into who are even into Shonen Jump characters to care, much less want to buy it. Sure. Because yeah. I know you all three don't. Nope. Hard pass. <laughs> nope. They look cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, people in the chat over in Twitch and YouTube, let us know are any of those games that I mentioned a couple of moments ago, are you excited for any of those? Are any of those kind of striking your fancy? Kind of got you hyped on any of those? Let me know in the chat and we'll uh, we'll mention it here as well. Uh, Tim, what about you? Any of those? So, well, like I mentioned, Burnout, I'm really excited yeah. about. So I hope that's true. Around my birthday would be awesome. Uh, I'll be jumping on that, obviously. Uh, I'm excited about the racer, uh, the Star Wars racer, because I want to see. I didn't get to play it. Uh, everybody who did enjoyed it. So um, even if it is a, you know, not. Hopefully it's a good game, you know, because I still oh, will probably give this a try. I'm excited yeah. about trying it out. Uh, and then I, I'm just curious about those other two games and how they'll work out the crisis game and the world war z so i'll be keeping an eye on that to see if if they turn out well for the switch yeah absolutely gary and for me if it's not streets of rage 4 i don't want to know uh no i'm joking of course um, Next week, I, right? I, yeah it looks so good it looks so did good. you see the limited run for that they're doing for that the limited run a uh, games box physical and can i tell you a secret i've already played it and it's very good Nice. Yeah, I, play, I played it at an event a while back. It's, it looks brilliant. But in, in terms of these games here, I was excited for Episode Racer 1. I'm not so much now. I've seen those screenshots because 
Uh, if it doesn't look like it's been improved that much, may as well just play the N64 one. Um, I'm interested to see what World War Z looks like um, and Crisis as well. But to be honest, I'd probably play those elsewhere. So there's not much for me on this list, really. Um, but I mean, that's fine, right? It's, it's each to their own. So just none of these excite me at the minute, but that's yeah. fine. I've got enough games in the backlog to to warrant another ten years of playing. Right, I think I think I think that's the case for all of us. Uh, going through our chat really quickly, uh, Messer Maker says I mentioned Fairy Tale. Uh, Dan the Blockford says Episode One Racer and Borderlands. Uh, of course, Borderlands coming out the end of May as well. And Dan, I'm excited for that as well. I'm thinking about picking up yeah. Borderlands Number Two, uh, not the entire collection as well. Um, uh, Mizki says Racer is so good. Uh, Michael says I'm excited for Jump Force. And yeah, so definitely some great games there to be interested and excited for. Uh, it just feels like every couple of days there's another, hey, coming to Switch, coming to Switch, coming to Switch, right? Uh, and this is, I think, what we should kind of be expecting, right? I think this is a story we're going to hear in the next several years of the Switch is continued support for, hey, this game was on, you know, to your point, Tim, this was on Xbox, this was on PlayStation, this was over there. So, so having these games now come over the Switch, you know, developers, except for EA and publishers, except for EA <laughs> have oh, seen the they've, su- been, they've been doing their, don't give they've me been that. bringing over stuff. Don't, oh, they're starting. They're starting. They're starting. Yeah. The burnout and the, the um, and burnout crisis and burnout. No nope, crisis. They're working on that crisis. One. EA. Yes. They own the company that created that. Okay. I'll give you and that then, one, Tim, but let's agree. They're slow. They're they slow to this. They did Unraveled. They brought that over. Unraveled 2. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. was uh, EA and Zoink. Yeah, that they've was had a, They've had a couple. They've had a couple EA of original, wasn't it? They're, yeah. Was, yeah. They're doing the uh, the tickle thing. And that, that, that game with the ball in the fields where, the, you know, the game that you use your feet. Football, is it called? In yes. the UK, it's a horrible <laughs> game. It's a horrible game. I've just lost all of our European listeners by telling them that football is horrible. Right. But we are right that you use your feet to play football, right? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> uh, and of course, I would be remiss if I did not mention the hot rumor right now that Star Fox Submergence is coming to the Nintendo Switch in the near future. Uh, if you are part That's of base, yes, yeah, fake news, fake That's news. Bait. Don't take it. Uh, yeah, if someone just right now like pulled their car over and is like, "What? Star Fox? No, it's blowing no. up." Yeah. I, did you see Nick's uh, screenshot of the the, the logo? No. It's better. He sent that in their Discord, and it was like I don't know where he got it from, or if he did it himself. But Nintendo should hire him because that looks better than the Metroid Four or Prime Four. <laughs> Tim, can you Tim, thing. can you pull that and post it up on our social media and give uh, give a credit to that one? Sure. Uh, just for people who are like, what is going on here? Uh, a couple of members of our Discord decide to light up our uh, Patreon recently uh, with the idea that there was a Star Fox submergence game uh, announced that is basically Star Fox underwater, and it took. I'm going to be honest. It took me a bit of time to figure out it was they were completely baiting us. Uh, but it was uh, I was like, wait, what is this announcement? And, and it was supposed to be available this in June on digital and this kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, a lot of fun from our Patreon folk. And we, we greatly appreciate it as well. Um, yeah. So, folks, those are a couple of games coming out. We're all getting excited to play. All right. Let's transition into a couple other pieces of information here. 
A um, couple pieces of information. This one's actually breaking now or is breaking relatively quickly. So I don't know if, Jesse, if you want to maybe pull up an article to start speaking about it just so we're aware of it. Uh, for those of you that are kind of in the video game industry know, Jason Schreier from Kutaku uh, has officially resigned his post. And if you're like, hmm, why does that matter and why is that covered? Well, Jason was notorious. Uh, and also, if you've read the book, the, the book, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, which is a fantastic video game book, by the way. Um, that's done by Jason. And he does a fantastic job of getting into corporations and into businesses and companies and understanding the corporate culture and kind of building and kind of, or I shouldn't say building, but kind of pulling away the layers on how games are built. Um, and a couple of years ago, he was very notorious for helping to kind of try and open up the um, information about crunch right as a larger industry and having those conversations but he has departed ways with kotaku um and the reason i bring that up here is because you know i think some of the work that jason does is, is absolutely fantastic and i think that it in a lot of ways i think video games are still sometimes in main culture looked at as kind of this this kitty fluff thing right that, that people don't really care about it's not a big deal but i think Jason, I think, was a very legitimate and a very real journalist approach to how he looked at the video game industry. And not that, you know, again, Jason hasn't passed away. I'm sure he will find a place to write his articles and he'll do a fantastic job. But I think for us in the video game industry, Kotaku being one of those spots that we we consistently go to for good video game news, insider information, legitimate journalism on the video game side. Um, I think it's a bit of a, a bit of a disappointment to hear that he's leaving that organization. Um, so I'll take a, maybe uh, a pause there and, uh, and go for it folks. What do you guys think? So uh, I actually saw this, what would be yesterday to me now. Uh, sorry, as he tweeted it, um, it literally, I just refreshed my page and it came up top. He already has started announced, announcing some things that he's going on to. So he's got a new podcast coming up and stuff. And I mean, it, it's one of those things, right? We, we I, IGN a couple of years back had a big thing where a lot of people left. And from that came kind of funny. And, you know, this, this sort of thing happens. People leave and they form new things. And sometimes you like them more. Sometimes you don't like them and whatever but the, the people are still around and they still do a fantastic job no matter what they do what, no matter what they move on to and i think he'll still be around doing his thing in whatever it is that he does um as good as he always has been so yeah uh i see sean capri in our chat as well saying uh he was investigative but he wasn't journalistic he had a clear bias i also don't like that he left well slamming his previous employer just leave yeah i mean that's a little bit of a, a different component altogether uh but you are you are correct sean i think in some ways there was a little bit of a bias there um as well and uh yeah so uh again i think a very interesting uh interesting thing again if you haven't had a chance do check out his book i think it's great i know he's doing a sequel i I thought the book was fantastic. Does a great job again, peeling away what's happening within the organization industry as well. Uh, another kind of piece of news that I want us to talk on, which is kind of just you know not not great, but we'll just touch on it here anyways. Uh, and kind of a bit of a sad, uh, depressing part of news. Uh, Rick May, the voice actor of Peppy and Andros from Super Mario sixty four, uh, passed away this week from coronavirus complications. Sorry, Star Fox sixty four. Super yes. Mario 64. Oh, did I say Super Mario 64? Star Fox 64 passed away from uh, from compo, um, coronavirus complications this week as well. So that's uh, definitely very sad, and we uh, we wish his family uh, his family well 
I mean, it's it's crazy, isn't it, that someone can live on as a bit of an internet meme as well. I mean, if you go to the Google Home screen and type dual barrel roll, which yeah. is his most famous line, yeah. the Google Home screen literally does a barrel roll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, such a, such a, you know, such an iconic, you know, whenever, whenever, whenever anyone ever thinks of Star Fox, that dual barrel roll is the first thing that comes up, right? Like, that's just kind of one of those iconic sound clips. Um, so, uh, so definitely, uh, definitely, uh, very, very upset or I shouldn't say very upset, but very, uh, sad, I'm sure for his family as well. Folks, that is kind of the big news. Let's jump into some rumors, shall we? All right, folks. So this uh, this bit of rumor uh, comes actually off of the back end of the 10.0 firmware update. And data mining has occurred on the Switch 10.0 firmware update that hints that a new Nintendo Switch model and evidence of a second display feature is coming potentially. So you may have seen a lot of news on this as well. Uh, folks, what do we think? Um, so I, I think that a lot of people are running with the... F- idea of it having a like a literal second screen which i really do not think so like i haven't read too much into this rumor because it's not really my kind of thing um but i mean it it can literally mean that maybe there's a switch optimized for vr which runs on two screens maybe it means that it's what it's basically being embedded in there for when they go to events and need uh, the switch to run the screen and a tv above it like retail units and stuff like that so I think that it's it's one of those things that can be uh, sort of warped into whatever someone's fantasy about it is, but I really don't think it's too much to look into. Um, but there is going to be some wild speculation about it, of course. Sure. And that's where I come in with the wild speculation. Let's go for it, Tim. <laughs> Let's go. Let's no, do I'm this. kidding. No, I agree that it's, you know, people tend to look at this stuff a little bit too deep, but it's fun to dream what it could possibly be. Uh, one aspect of it I thought of is some technology that LG uses with their phones where they plug in their phone into a case that has a second screen. So potentially, if you look at the switch, and I was just looking at it at the bottom, there's, you know, it's got two kind of like, places where something could hook into where the plug is uh, that potentially if it was get into the case right you may be able to have a second screen on it and I, that I could lead those, those yeah. two circles you're seeing is used in the dock to help guide it yeah when, when yeah it but it could be used also to guide something else right, right. so uh, I'm just saying, I'm dreaming here, so bear with me. Uh, that it could potentially go to a second screen, if, and we and it goes with something else that was said before that they were looking at porting 3DS games over to the Switch. So I'm just dreaming. So if it, but if it, it could be diddly squat for all we know. <laughs> like you said, it could just mean like what you were saying, Gary. So just some code to help them do display something differently. So yeah, I'm yeah. not sure. You know. Uh, the optimal way to do it is to find some way to have it, you hold it in your hand and then have still have an image on the TV, Wii U-like, but how does that get transmitted to the TV? You would need like a wireless dock that, or something, uh, or not, not a dock, but some sort of wireless, optimally wireless way to do it, and th- which would add latency and could be, uh, it adds more confusion to 
to how TV setups are now. Uh, but the, the thing that I, interested me more is the mention of the possible new model, which mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's anytime soon. Because yep. were, back when we talked about when Switch Lite was first announced, they, they talked about that the evidence of its existence went back to Firmware 5, which was like mm-hmm. three years before. Yeah. Or I guess not three years, obviously, but uh, it was like two years, like two years before. So this, this doesn't mean anything's coming soon. No, exactly. Right. Uh, you which... remember Nintendo listens to us, right? So they went back to the, the <laughs> Adam drawing board and saw that we had the two screen device you guys yep. came up with, you know, and they were like, hey, we need to go back to that. Yeah, it sounds like a great idea. <laughs> right. For those of you that don't, those of you are like, what are you talking about here? Uh, if you go back to, I think it was around episode somewhere in the, just before episode 100, uh, when the switch was still kind of in infancy, we hadn't heard much about it yet or seen it yet. We brought on our good friend, Adam Leonard and Adam did a real time drawing composite of us discussing what we believe the switch would look like from what we knew it would have or what it didn't have. And in all fairness, it didn't come out too horrible. Um, it wasn't too, too far off from, um, from what it ended up being as well. So, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the evidence of her, the commentary, about a new hardware revision isn't shocking. Um, You know, I think, of course, everyone jumps to, oh, so it's a Switch Pro is on its way. Eventually, maybe, who knows, right? Like we thought last year and it turned out to be Switch Lite. Exactly, right? So there's there's a lot of a lot of additional space going on there as well. So we'll see what ends up happening. Um, it's always fun to speculate. Um, but if they do somehow end up putting like 3DS backwards compatibility into a Switch Pro, I will be all for that. Yeah. There you go. Fair enough. Fair enough. Make it make it Labo VR compatible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just strap a 3D headset to your head and you'll be grand, right? You'll be fine. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's do a little bit. So that's a little bit of the rumors that we heard speculating, spinning. Let's do a little bit of a discussion, shall we? So I think for most of us out here, we are still stuck in a Animal Crossing addiction. And uh, recently, the end of this week was the first of the first events from Animal Crossing, which was Bunny Day. And so we thought maybe take a couple moments here and chat with the group. And obviously, Jesse, this is very exclusive, so I apologize. Um, But uh, let's talk a little bit about Animal Crossing's first event, Bunny Day. What did you guys think of it? Gary? Um, I I actually quite liked it. Um, I know that a lot of people were like, damn, those eggs, they're everywhere. Um, but I think that is mainly due to the game being quite fresh out the gates and to us all being stuck in our houses in a lockdown. So I think that uh, Animal Crossing is being consumed way more than they planned for. So this this update was probably planned miles in advance. And yeah, it was annoying. It, the, the amount of eggs that you got was annoying. Um uh, but ultimately, only lasted for like what a week or two weeks, two weeks, something like that, and like twelve it was, days. It was from yeah. April first to so, the twelfth. Oh, so it wasn't really that bad, all in all. And I only just about scraped enough eggs at the end because um, I only played for like an hour a day. 
Mm. Um, I, I don't have a massive like 12 hours sitting on it at the time. So I didn't find it all that bad. Um, it was a little annoying and I think they could learn a little bit more um, about making it a bit more sort of a, of a special event rather than like a stretched out like two week period. But mm-hmm. uh, at the same time, I also don't want it to end up like, like these events to end up like Splatfest where you've got more chance of missing it than actually taking place. Yeah, the Splatfest windows were like 48 hours, right? Yeah. It was so thin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tim, what about you? Yeah, uh, I was, uh, I think we talked about this before on one of the previous episodes, uh, especially when the Bunny Day started. Uh, It was frustrating, but that was because I was really starting to get into what I needed to do. And it was I was getting more eggs than the fossils or other things I needed to dig up or the fish I needed to get. I was getting water eggs and it was like, oh, just let me get, let me, you know, concentrate on these other things I need to get so I can get my museum up and running or get these other things up and running. So, and, and with that event it, starting the, at, the, at the month start and a season start, so you, yes. there's a whole new batch of seasonal catches that is being bombarded by eggs. It was just like overwhelming. I was like, I, for me, I was wanting to concentrate on what I needed to do for my island. So I agree with Gary. It's like maybe just this time around, maybe not have been a good timing, good timing on that part. Because then when I got done with that, I was like, I need more eggs. I need more eggs <laughs> after they slowed it down and did the patch. I was like, oh mm-hmm. crap. Now it's ruined. I, I should have just stockpiled all those eggs while I could instead of getting irritated. <laughs> but yeah, then once, once we got towards the end, it seemed like they kicked it back up. I think the last couple of days, it seemed like I was getting more and more eggs again, especially on the last day. And then you could trade it in too with the, uh, uh, the, the bunny and, uh, to get the ones they were missing, the water eggs all of a sudden became the hardest ones to get for me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I, overall I did enjoy it and, um, it appealed to the task part. I like about the game where I could go in, I had something to do. Uh, I knew I had to go get some eggs and then try to find the, uh, recipes to build what i needed um and then be able to get what because i really wanted to know what that bunny was going to give me at the end if i did all the recipes i could find you know so which was really cool that's great yeah i you know it's funny actually you know gary your commentary there like you know the game was only out for like two weeks before we kind of deep dove into bunny day right and of course that's just a byproduct of of when the game was released right that's just the nature of it right um yeah i was i i found bunny day for the first couple of days like oh this is interesting cool i'll grab my eggs but i was like these are all really ugly like all of these crafting things are super ugly and i'm like and i'm not going to craft them or if i am going to craft them i'm going to craft them and i'm going to sell them right away uh i was not having any of that but to to your point then Tim, I was like, oh, look, there's a fossil. Nope, that's an egg. Oh, look, there's a fish. Nope, that's an egg. Like, I was like, okay, I'm just getting a little bit tired of it. It was actually funny. I so I basically sold all my eggs, didn't craft anything uh, with them. And then so I'm like, okay, good. Bunny day is done. Whoo, awesome. And then like literally yesterday, I'm running around the island and I'm finding eggs still lying around the island because obviously like either they had fallen or they got shook or something came out, but we just didn't collect them all. So I'm like, there are more of these things just laying around. Like it will not go away. I just, I just wanted to leave. Um, so yeah, like glitter. Thought, yeah, like I was <laughs> glitter after a project. Exactly. Right? Just, just, just <laughs> egg glitter everywhere. 
Um, so yeah, it was, it was good to kind of be done with it. Um, I thought, um, yeah, it's good to be done with it. <laughs> I was happy to be back in this weekend going to like, Oh, there's a fossil. There's a fossil. There's a fossil. I think the biggest mistake they made was having a fishing tournament over the period as well. And not, cutting the eggs off at least for that window of the fishing yeah. tournament because I entered it and I got one fish because the rest of them were eggs. That was that was the day that annoyed me. Like uh, like I said, overall, I didn't find it too bad, but that day was irritating um, just because of that reason. Yeah. Speaking of fishing tournaments, that's a little frustrating for me because I don't get to get on my Switch until later after the time the tournament's already done and closed. So I miss. I didn't even know the tournaments were going on until somebody mentioned it in our Discord. There's a really oh. easy solution to that. <laughs> Let's do the time war. <laughs> yes, that's that's very tempting. Gary, actually. are you a time traveler? No, no, I I, I don't even do the uh, tarantula farming thing. Like the game is meant to like be played at, at, at a casual pace. Like this game could go on for two, three years. Like I've seen people now whose islands are basically uh, downtown Tokyo, like completely rammed to the max. There's no space left on the island, not a single square inch. And it's because they've time traveled and tarantula farmed. They, they get, yeah, they probably had the hours out of the game, but like if you let it, like we know these uh, updates are getting patched in at the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm always worried that if you do all that stuff and the island gets busy and overcrowded, that you'll just do what basically go on it just for the special events. And that's it. I want yeah. it to last a bit longer than that. Plus I've got another two people on my island who take all the fruit, sell them all. And then I'm the guy with no money left just trying yep. to catch bugs with a net. Right. Isn't that true statement? Right. Like my daughter's like, I'm going to go resource farming. And I'm like, okay, we need to put some boundaries around this. Right. Like I came back recent. I came back, I came back too long ago and my kids had cleared a whole forest of the trees. Like they were cut everything down. And I was like, I had intentions with that. And I was like, all right, well, apparently that's where the new shop's going to go because you've cleared the forest already. (laughs) So that's, what's going to go there now. I'm more, I'm more, my, my design decisions are being made by poor decisions. My children are making. Well, I was going to talk about this in the what we've been playing, but being as we talk about it now, I may as well get it out here as well. Uh, there was one thing that really irritated me with Animal Crossing so far, and that's that my daughter started the game before me. So she became the lead resident on the island. Uh. And it was about a week or so in, and I was like, why haven't I even got an axe yet or a shovel? What's going on? And I was pro having the one island per switch. Until I realized that there was a lead yeah. uh, character and it wasn't me. So we mm. had to uh, destroy the island, start again. So, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't very fun. Yeah. Especially explaining to a five-year-old where her pretty dress and shoes has gone. Yes. Yeah, that's a difficult conversation. <laughs> yeah. I, I have the same conversation with a nine-year-old. I have decided to build some bridges. And so Tom Nook has put in the infrastructure to build the bridges. But, of course they kind of map it off the area and they put that little guy there and they're like, Hey, come donate. You everyone can donate money to the bridge. And I said to my daughter, I said, awesome. So I have built, I have decided that we're going to build a bridge. I have chosen it here. I have spent a bunch of coin moving places around, getting things set up, getting shops done. I see you have a bunch of bells. Why don't you go donate to the bridge? Be a, be a good participant and contributor to our economics and our community that we're building. And she said, nope. 
<laughs> she goes, I have to pay off Tom Nook first. And I said, he's not charging you interest and you live in my house. Start paying off the bridge. <laughs> so she told me today, she's like, I went, I, I gave some money for the bridge. I was like, fantastic. I was like, how much did you give? I gave 2000 bells, dad. How much does it cost to build the bridge? The bridge is 130,000 bells. Wow. So we're having a tough conversation. I'm going to, I'm trying to figure out if I can actually put a toll on my bridge and I'm going to make her pay to use my bridge every single time. That would be awesome. Just stick Timmy one end, Tommy the other end. Yeah. Every time you walk up to our bridge, blah, 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 which roughly translates to all the time. Enough out of you guys. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, speaking of Animal Crossing, while we're in that pocket as well, next week, correct me if I'm wrong here. Should be Earth Day. They were saying they were doing a special event for Earth Day. Uh, so I believe that patch should come out next week or whatever that update is going to be. So I don't know what that looks like. Yeah, they didn't say um, when it was coming out. Yeah, they said the end of April. So no, that it, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the date is the 22nd. Doesn't 22nd. mean that the patch will come out then. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. And I want to go back to your other statement here, Gary, that you mentioned about kind of like people who are like, oh, time traveling and tarantula farming. And again, if that's you... I don't judge you. Hey, play it how you want to play it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Nintendo gods will judge you. <laughs> but it does feel like a game. And again, I'm I'm such a newbie to Animal Crossing, right? So let's I'm putting this from my context. It doesn't, it's not a game I want to rush. Do you yeah, know what I mean? That, that, that's the same thing with me. Like, I, I honestly don't care if people, people play games. Like, if they want to uh, speedrun Breath of the Wild by hammering trees that land right onto Ganon's castle, that's that's up to them. That's fine. Um, yeah. But for me, yeah, it's relaxing. It's savoring. So I think that, like, putting work into, like, time travel and, like, hammer it on a massive city in a day, just not the way I want to play it, same yeah. as you. Um And uh, I, I've, I've always felt like that with Animal Crossing, but more so with this one. Yeah. But uh, I do want to touch as well that uh, it's actually a really good game to play with a family multiplayer. Not a lot of people talk about that, but having the multiple people on the island at once and you don't have to keep changing file. You can change who the lead character is to do their Mm -hmm. stuff on the fly. Yeah, And it's also really good because now my daughter kind of knows about what happens with houses and Mm -hmm. she's only five. She knows that someone else owns the house and you have to give them the money until it becomes yours. Yeah. Yes. So uh, there's some good lessons in there, and um, I'm really glad I'm reading too. Uh, but yeah. the one biggest problem is I can't get my other half off the switch now, mm. <laughs> and we're stuck in the same house. And I oh, see her no. playing it, and I'm like, I just want to have five minutes on it, please. <laughs> We've we have used it as uh, a bit of incentivizing for like, mm. is your homework done? Is your chores done? Then you can get your hour on the switch. Right. And so, uh, but I do agree like the multiplayer function. And I know that I had some, you know, the first week of it, we just about had a bloodbath here at the house. Um, right. When all four of us were trying to play and it was just like, you know, we're going to go resourcing farm. My oldest daughter was like, well, I want to go build my house and I want to go build an ax. And you're like, no, we're resource farming. That's what we're doing. And we'll swap positions. And if you need stuff I found, and maybe this is the thing that you're experiencing, Gary, uh, in smaller groups, like one to one, right? Me and my one daughter, or me and my other daughter, right? Maybe th- those those groupings work better. The larger the group, the more challenging it gets, the more difficult I find. But if it's if it's a really great co op function, and you're right, Gary. A lot of people don't talk about that. But I think from a parenting perspective, 
from a gaming perspective, from a couch experience, like it's so fantastic. My, my uh, youngest last night, she's like, can I just sit around and play animal crossing on the big screen? I was like, sure. And I just sat with her. Right. And she's like, well, do you want to play? And I was like, no, I don't have to. I can just sit here and just watch you play. And she's like, Oh, look at this dad. Look at that. And like, it's just such a, it's a very, it's a very uh, cool experience. And actually it was really funny. A couple of days ago, she's like, I can't remember what she said to me, but she's like, yeah, did you hear that? You can do blah, blah, blah in animal crossing. I was like, really? I was like, where did you, where did you hear about this? She's like, dad crossings podcast. <laughs> nice. I was like, you're listening to the other podcast. She's like, yeah. And did you hear Bobby has a nice house and does this? I'm like, who's Bobby. And then I was like, She's talking about Bobby Paul's. I was like, for frick's sakes. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from, uh, my, from my family's perspective, and uh, I, I, I realize that I know not everybody has this capability like you guys are doing it your way where you got one switch or maybe two. But uh, for us, each family member has their own switch because over time they got their own. Um, and we all have a copy I've talked about it before. I was able to pull together some cash and be able to get it, especially during this time. So we all got our own copies and we've been playing it that way and have been coming to each other's islands and, and kind of going back, take a step back for a moment. I've been doing the same thing, a slower pace. I've been actually trying to um, not l- unfortunately listen too much to dad crossing or go into the, uh, the discord because i didn't want it i want to experience it just like a brand new gamer each step of the way uh or a brand new um player to that game you know uh each step of the way so and we're all doing it together as a family as well experiencing it around the same time where i'm even though i got to play it a couple weeks ahead of time i'm helping my kids out with it um and my wife too. And, and then we help each other out by going to each other's islands and selling different fruits that we have, or I give them all the fruits that I was able to collect so they can plant their own. So it's been fun that way, coordinating that way, coming to each other's islands. Um, and there's been a connection, especially with my youngest kid with that as well. And, and the biggest thing for him is the reading portion because he mm-hmm. struggles with that. So it, but it's been, how old is your young one again? He's 12, but he's, uh, you know, ADHD and, and other right. things throughout uh, speech issues when he was younger. So things yeah, are a little bit. I understand that. My, my, my son was similar. Okay. So, yeah, he's a little bit farther behind than normal 12-year-olds. But it gives him the opportunity to, uh, to read uh, and then be able to follow those instructions that he needs to do. So I've been helping him with that. And kind of bummed I can't get the guide for him because that would be another thing that he'd be able to read that guide's been delayed. Uh, but, but I've been kind of like his guide. Cause I, again, I was two weeks ahead of him. So, yeah. but that's how we've been playing as a family. Yeah. Yeah. It's really become this like family touch point for us. Right. And so we're, I find that like, it's interesting cause we're both, especially me and my youngest Morgan, like it definitely feels like we're experiencing both the same thing and the di- and different things at different times. If that makes any sense, Jamie, like her experience is different yes. than mine, right? She's like, she's got a very nice so, house and a very like, nice garden. All, all, sounds like when we played Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, and, 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 it does remind me of too. Yeah, exactly. And I think they did a fantastic job. Um, I want to answer some questions here in the chat here as well. Um, Ebisel asks, "What about visiting other towns for turnips and better turnip prices?" I suspect Ebisel, what you're asking me is, "How do I feel about that?" And sir, I would say that that is pure supply and demand economics. And I am a hundred percent fine with that. 
Do I mean that is that is stock market pricing? That is fine. Going to someone else who has the better price, that is fine. That is yeah. information spreading and supply. That is that well, you is start no that with the fruit too, system. right? Sorry, I mean, you start that with a fruit. If you got different fruit yeah. than somebody else, you go back yeah. and sell your fruit to their island so mm-hmm. you get more money. So yeah. it's it's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, like I said, I'm I'm just so much enjoying it right now. I've got my character almost looking like me. I've got a lot, like a red plaid shirt, some shorts, hikes, hikers. Uh, I'm looking for a flat cap. As soon as that actually hits the, you know, you meet Gary and I are spirit animals this way. As soon as we get that flat cap, I think we're pretty content. So, all right, uh, folks, it's a little bit of uh, Animal Crossing discussion um, and uh, and stuff like that. Let's jump into what we've been playing a little more officially, shall we? right on jesse let's throw to you first sir what have you been playing right, so I, most of my week has been continuing pixel cross adventure which i bought last week i bought the japanese version because it came out a week earlier it just came out in north america and other regions today and it it started off kind of like what i expected you know you but instead of just being fed puzzles off of a menu like like the Jupiter Picross games usually are, you're actually traversing a map and finding the puzzles in the world, which is a neat little thing. And your 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 main goal is to chase down a certain character. I'm not going to try to spoil anything. It's a very thin plot, but it's you know a, still a plot nonetheless. But when uh, I was, but it was around the 250 puzzle mark when, when I got to level eight. Hmm. Unlocked a, a new a section of the game that I literally stalled me for two days, and um, <laughs> I wasn't a fan of that. I'm like, okay, that was a little overkill for what you needed to do. So just something. I won't. If you see my saw my Twitter, you probably saw what it was, but I'll I'll kind of leave that for you to find it for yourself for now. Uh, but I, I eventually did get past that. Yeah, like brute, uh, brute forced it, and again, once you see what the what I had to do, you'll you'll know what I meant. Uh, but now I'm in the last area, um, and I should be able to. I expect to be finishing the game in the next few days, and then I'll start another one of the other games I picked up today that looked looked interesting. Is called. I'm looking it up now. Wild True Learn. It's like a, a programming type of game. So I picked, you know, picked it up. Thought it was, you know, give it, see what that's like. I'll be able to talk with that, talk to that next week. That's cool, it. awesome. That's all right. Cool. Thanks, I'll Jesse. Probably, Appreciate I'll, it. If I get around to it this weekend, I'll probably do a live stream of that. But uh, we'll see what happens. Nice. Uh, I would also be remiss if I didn't stop here, Jesse. And if you are a person who is watching us live on Twitch or on YouTube to call out your fantastic background on your virtual uh, uh, background here, but more specifically to call out Timothy Alves new Captain Toad treasure tracker avatar, which is now added to our Nintendo dad uh, artwork. And uh, that looks really good. Looks real good. I'm excited. Yeah, it looks, yeah, well <laughs> done. Well done. Speaking of Timothy Alf, let's head to you, sir. What have you been playing? 
Uh, so I've been playing uh, actually a couple games uh, since our last show uh, that I did videos for. One I think is out. The other one is not yet. Um, but I did Path of Giants. Mm-hmm. That, that video is out. on a YouTube channel. Yes, uh, that is a Let's Play video, um, which is, uh, as I mentioned in the description, it's kind of a combination of Captain Toad Treasure Tracker and um, some of the some of the three player aspects of Triforce Heroes, uh, but it's only one player, not multiplayer. Um, and I still, I, I on the site it says it's one player, and I don't think you can play multiple players on that game, which I found very interesting. But it is a one player game, and you do switch between three characters on the screen, and you you basically they're one of uh, three colors: they're yellow, blue, um, or orange. And you have to get them across the um, particular puzzle um, in like a castle setting or actually it's like going up a mountain in a way. Uh, so more rocks and platforms there, rocky platforms uh, to their colored platform. And they use each other to get to those platforms and avoid um issues along the way essentially so but it's very small kind of like the captain toad aspect of it it doesn't turn in 3d environment like captain toad does it's it's very set in the isometric view um and it's but i've i've been finding it kind of very relaxing to play it keeps the brain moving you know i can think and try to figure out the best way to get each person to their spot and then move on to the next puzzle and uh, I did, you know, a brief 15 minute let's play of it, which I think gives a good representation of it. And I'm sure it amps up as you play through it. Um, so hopefully I can keep playing through that and get just keep giving you guys feedback on it here or uh, eventually do a review of it. Just depends on how long the game is. And I don't know. So <laughs> I'll have to look that up. But uh, the other game that I did a review on that I don't think there's a video out yet of, I do have the video ready, just not out yet, uh, is Can Androids Pray? Mm-hmm. And it's a, a virtual novelization is what they call it. Uh, and they do mention it, it's a game of sorts. Um, I disagree that I don't think it's a game. It's more of a choose-your-own-adventure uh, visual book, <laughs> a short story, if you will. Um, and it does die. It's not, not necessarily meant for kids, maybe teenagers and up. Um, they do say some swear words, uh, or you do read some swear words, but they're kind of, you know, um, asterisked out, Mm. if you will. Um, and it touches on religion as well. So it just depends on whether or not you feel comfortable with that depending on the age of the person or if you're just an adult and you're interested in reading it, it did win some awards. Um, one of them I think was, uh, I won't mess it. I don't want to mess it up. So they did win a couple of awards. I did mention it in the video. Once that gets out, it should be out soon. Um, it's, it's, it's scheduled to be released, uh, just shy of noon tomorrow, central time. Okay, cool. Thanks. All right, so t- out tomorrow <laughs> I'll have a re- that'll be a review of it too. So, um, of course, if there's any questions on it, you can always you know hit us up on Twitter or in the YouTube comments. So, but I enjoyed the story. Uh, I did a couple rounds of it. I went through it twice, kind of doing my own choices, and then uh, also kind of 
thrown off the choices in the second time around. I think the first time I went around, I got I got 100% of the story done, uh, I think. But there's nothing that really tells me that, and that's the part I'm kind of disappointed of. Whereas if you played it like an Xbox where you get um, achievements, you have a better understanding if you got all the achievements and you probably did it the right way. Or right. maybe not the right way, but you got 100% of the achievements. So, um, but that uh if you want to learn more you can go check out the video um and then uh on my own i played uh animal crossing of course we talked about that and then Fortnite with my son we've had a lot of fun with playing um creative mode where you dump jump into a lot of people's creations in that area where there's um i think i mentioned this last week there was a a board game that we play there's kind of someone created a shoots and ladders type thing so we've been playing that uh we've done a hundred level um course that we had to get through and that was frustrating <laughs> in a lot of cases but uh um he he loves playing that and it's not as stressful for him so having a lot of fun with that and um that's i didn't get a chance to go back to the into the depths even though I think I did play it a little bit, but that's my favorite game so far and potentially could be my game of the year so far. Wow. Is that how much I've been having fun with that. The Shinsen... I, I need to hear it before I say it. Shinsekai. <laughs> Shinsekai. Yep. Into the Depths um, is the name of that one. And the Dead or School is actually... I play that a little bit too every now and then, and that's getting better and be- better. So it wasn't what I was expecting, so I was thrown off from that. And Of course, I did the video on that one. Uh, but I'm actually enjoying the story and where that's going and uh, kind of reminds me of a comic book in a way, an, a graphic novel. Nice. Um, so, yep, that's what I've been playing. Very cool. Awesome. Uh, Gary, how about yourself? Well, because we're all in lockdown and the children aren't at school, I've been uh, a teacher as well as a father. And um, as an incentive, as you mentioned earlier, um, she do an hour of school, gets an hour of games, and her ga- go-to game of choice has actually been Breath of the Wild, which is a five-year-old's favorite game. <laughs> and you might be thinking, well, they must be amazing at games, right? No, they go on a completed file and play around with the horses. But what she really does is gets the horses out the stables, takes them to a cliff, stabs them with a sword until they fall off the cliff and then have to swim for their life. So I'm going to have to keep <laughs> a much better eye on my daughter from now on. Yeah, yeah, but and your knives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and honestly she's she's uh frightening watching her play breath of the wild is is the only thing i can say but we've also played bubble bubble for friends and that's because i didn't realize that this wasn't out in the usa at the same time as the uk so i had this a long time ago <laughs> i think it was november happens when you don't listen to to the podcast when you're not on yeah so um <laughs> we talked about this I did a full review back when it launched, um, but I did another updated video just on on the Nintendo Dad YouTube uh, talking about uh, my my thoughts with it. Looking back at it, um, but we did I did play it again with uh, the family, and uh, it's it's okay as a multiplayer game. Um, it's not as you don't get that nostalgia feeling quite as much as you do with with a lot of games that, that come back um, but it is basically the same game as Bubble Bubble it's just really thin really lackluster in content really short um, I think I've played for it twice and only clocked in about four hours um, so there's not a lot there it's not visually the greatest game to look at either but 
it's basically bubble bubble but with four people. So if bubble bubble was your thing, and you want to play it with four people, then you'll probably enjoy it. But um, just a little note: it was a little bit on the expensive side when it launched over here. I don't know what the new price is for it, but it was quite expensive when it when it um, when it launched. Uh, on top of that, I've been trying to keep playing retro as well. So I put my SNES Classic in, you know, the awesome one with the coloured buttons, not the horrible purple one that you guys got. And uh, <laughs> played Super Castlevania 4, which uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but we talked about this a good couple of years ago now, and for good reason. And uh, I, I haven't really played Castlevania properly outside of the Game Boy Advance ones. And... Uh, I've got some thoughts about that, which we'll talk about another time. And on top of that, Animal Crossing, because, hey, it's Animal Crossing, right? Um, One little thing, I haven't played these games yet, but I randomly had $3 sat in my American account, and I have no idea how I accumulated these $3 because I haven't physically spent money on on the American account, but they are there. So uh, I did the honorable thing and brought eight games. (laughs) There you go. That sounds about right. (laughs) So bottom of the barrel scraping, probably the worst games in the world. I'll let you know in the future. (laughs) Eight games for $3. Does I hear that right? Yeah. And one of the games I actually had to go past. Is Sonic. I went. No, that's, that is way worth more than that. Um, But I had to go. uh, Basically I did it because I wanted to spend the least amount of money on the most, most amount of games. Um, so I didn't include free ones, but I actually owned one of the games that I think was around 12 cents and I actually really, really enjoy it. But I'd own that when it was like full price at like 10 pounds. <laughs> so, so it's a big difference. Uh, but there is some really good games on in the American sale at the minute, including Mutant Muds was in there, which yep. is really good game for the price. Yep. Especially if you like retro games, definitely check that one out. And the other I game think- I was talking about was Hyper Sentinel, which is like yep. a Commodore 64 sequel almost. A mm-hmm. really good game. Yeah, I think there was there was some there was some pretty big sales. Like I know, yeah, um, the folks over at uh, Atui's, I think they had a sale on all their games. I think you get basically the Atui collection for less than a fiver. Yeah. Um, SMG, so that would have been Death Squared. Yeah, Death Squared was in Death there. Squared yeah. and Super like One More Jump. Yeah, they're like, uh, like three dollars each, I think. Yeah, like super that. cheap. So there's some some banger deals out there. Yeah, cool, excellent. So good stuff there. More to come from uh, from Mr. Gary Gray in regards to poor games to buy in the eShop. <laughs> I like it. Uh, for myself, I have only been playing some Animal Crossing and. For those of you that were able to catch it live, I went and played some Overwatch and played as the new character Echo in Overwatch, who is a damage. And that uh, is up on our YouTube channel as well. I was over on Twitch streaming it live. And uh, I like Overwatch. I've enjoyed it for a while. I'm excited for Overwatch 2. And I got an opportunity to get in there and play. And it was a bunch of fun. So if you haven't already checked it out, I I would highly recommend it as well. All right, folks. I think that's it. Uh, Breaking news, apparently. Thanks to somebody we just got in our discord um from xlong he said open beta for ninjala come is coming april 28th that's in our discord hey yeah on the switch uh ch- channel he just posted it at twelve twenty-two a.m here my time interesting i wonder if it's gonna be signed up beta i just finished off the vigor beta 
I, I, I oh, sure look at it. I guess I could say that I played some more bigger. <laughs> uh, the beta just finished on Thursday. I played some more this week. Uh, it's it's going to be a free to play game. I think it's definitely going to be worth some checking it out. It was some intensity for sure. Uh, it is a super tense game. I will tell you that. Right. You don't know if someone's going to walk around that corner and shoot you. And it's like 1990s Norway. It's cold. It's wet. It's creepy. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's I'm going to be honest. Like it is a very intense game. Very, very intense. Um, Sounds like it is. Yeah. I check it. Check it out, though, when it comes out. And it's free to play. Uh, Gary, you're nodding. Did you play this game? No, I saw, I saw the uh, the beta was open, though. So I was quite interested in taking a look at it. Um, I'm not sure if it's my sort of thing, but it does look pretty good from what I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Again, if it's, if you like kind of like a survival kind of uh game and yeah, check it out. Like I said, it's um, you know, I've played, I've played uh kind of battle Royale games before, but this one definitely had me like, just like, Oh, I remember I like, there was a, there was a time where I'm like in this old crickety building, I've opened up the safe. Now, when you open up the safe, it literally comes up on the screen that says someone is opening the safe. And you're like, okay, that's fine. Well, the safe takes about 90 seconds to open. So, so you have you to sit vulnerable. there. You're vulnerable for 90 seconds. And you're like, and 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 these are all wooden buildings. And when people like walk on it, you can hear the crick, the crick, the, like all that. Like, So you're like, where is that sound coming from? So the safe is open. I've gotten this ton of gear. I've got the ton of gear. And I'm walking towards a door and I can hear somebody else walking. And I'm like, I don't know if I have a good weapon loadout. I don't know where they're coming from. And I hear them walking. Here they're walking. And they stop. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do? So I kind of slowly creep out the door. I can't see them. I'm like, okay. And I stand up. And all of a sudden, boom, I get shot in the back, take a little bit of one, and then I just bolt. And I run as hard as I can. And I'm jumping. But you can only burst and, like, bolt and, and run for so long. And like you're doing like these crazy large jumps the other way, but these you're getting hurt yourself, right? So there's like a bunch of kind of like things going on there. Uh, I was able to get back to the base, but I was like edge of my seat, exhausted and crazy. So it's super tense. Uh, highly recommend checking it out. That last battle you did on Fortnite, how did you do? Uh, I believe I, I didn't see what you did there. I the highest I ranked in today's matches with was fourth. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you if you had jumped out for that match yet or not. I saw um, the fourth, the one where you ended in fourth, but the last okay. match you did, I wasn't sure how far you made it. Uh, I that one I knew I was running out of time, so I kind of played a little bit, a uh, little bit aggressive, and I think I, I think I died at I think sixteen. So okay, yeah, I was on today uh, on Twitch streaming uh, Fortnite for a little bit today, and that video will be posted on our YouTube channel. You can check that out if you want to see either how good I was at Fortnite today or how bad I was at Fortnite today. It was a bit of a mixed bag. I'm not gonna lie to you. So, all right, folks, I think that is about it. Yes, I think so. All right, folks. Well, we are going to wrap it up here. Yeah, that's right. We can do a 90 minute show. Isn't that crazy? We can do a 90 minute show with four people (laughs) with four people. It happens. It happens. Uh, Speaking of four people next week, I am excited to announce that. Let me just hold on a second. Let me just check my DMs to make sure I'm right about this before I make an announcement. Hold on. I'm going to just sit here and just chat for a second. Jason Lacey will be joining us <laughs> next week uh, on the Nintendo Dad show. We've been arranging it and we're happy to have Jason join us as well. Uh, it's a great opportunity for him to come in as well. 
Uh, all right, folks. So um, just as we're getting ready to uh, to head out, uh, big thanks to our amazing Patreon producers. That's Chris okay, Mears, Dave. Before, before we wrap that up, uh, we have a yes. question in the ch- last minute question oh. in the chat. Yeah. What skills are you dads trying to pick up and l- learn during this quarantine? What's surviving having two just me and two females in a house that's it that's <laughs> just learning to survive that the toilet is now the panic room ladies and gentlemen take your switch head to the toilet bolt the door and just pray it's good it's good call it's good call <sighs> I'm glad I got that off my chest <laughs> I'm, I'm not really doing anything I normally don't do in fact I'm with work I'm busier than normal with all this stuff going on and my my wife, as I mentioned earlier, has uh, been kind of slowly doing a demolition of of a bathroom that she started a month ago, and mm-hmm. still you know still working on that. And I think ne- next week we're having someone come in to actually start reconstructing it, uh, putting in the plumbing. Cool. But I'm, I'm staying away from that as much as I can. For me, I've just been uh, I've been updating my resume just in case. I actually. Uh, it's been a while. I mean, I do it little bits here and there, but I really concentrated on updating it really good. <laughs> so I got that ready, updated, linked my LinkedIn and all that kind of stuff. But then also taking advantage of being at home with my kids, especially my youngest. Um, uh, and it seems like my wife was basically put it in perspective was like, he's, he can't go outside and play with friends. So you're his, his friend. So I'm kind of, I'm his friend. I'm also his teacher. Like you said, Gary kind of becoming the homeschooler, uh, made something to, I had to learn about that for trying to plan something out, a routine for someone with ADHD, especially a kid. So I had to learn about that Uh, and probably a lot of other things I can't even, you know, think of it off the top of my head, but learning little, little bits here and there for household stuff. And then also trying to look at what I can learn outside of work on my own to, you know, just enhance my skills. Like uh, um, one thing I was looking at was a better way to um, document user acceptance testing. So, uh, cause we do a lot of that at my job and um, I wanted to see if I always try to look at better ways of improving what we do there. So I was trying to look at that as well. So when I do go back, I can have something in hand and be like, look, Let's try this. <laughs> so that's what I've been doing. Yeah, so that, that, that question came from Mecha Dragon 101, and his answer to his own question was he's teaching himself to draw. Hmm. And then, Very well, nice. Well, I, this isn't me, teach, me learning anything, but I was helping a friend, on my, a friend from school when I was in high school on her Facebook account, she's trying to homeschool her kids and came across the math problems that she was confused at. So she was asking for help, solve them, uh, word problems involving Pythagorean theorem. So I was helping with that. So nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, for myself, I don't know if there's really a skill that I'm trying that I'm like learning to that way. Um, but I think the skill that I'm trying to be okay with is to not be busy or to not be as busy. And this kind of, this like quietness and the stillness and just appreciating what we've got. Do you know what I mean? Like my kids are at home and I, I take my lunch break at 12 to one every day. 
my kids are here and so I get to have lunch with them. So like, that's not something I normally get to do. So kind of that like appreciation of it. I think it's how you, you look at some things, right? So, cause, cause this could definitely be like a man. I loved it when my, when my kids and my wife were in here and I had the whole house to myself during my work day and I was able to do whatever I wanted. Do you know what I mean? Um, and had kind of had free reign of it, but now I'm sharing it with everybody, but it's like, you can look at it negatively or you can look at it positively. And the positive there is like, man, I get to like, when I'm done work, like my wife is here. Do you mean like, so we're having, we're cooking dinner together where, you know, uh, we're more involved together, checking in more with, Hey, how are you doing? How are you feeling? How can I help you? Right. So I guess being more present and then like, you know, taking walks together and these things that sure we probably would do, but just not in the same capacity. And also, Hey, we're running around to the next club thing, or we're going to here and there. And now that you can't do those things, um, it forces you to kind of be still and I think in that stillness, it's a bit of an appreciation. Um, so uh, you make lunch. Yeah, I make lunch. Uh, I make the, I, I, to be honest, actually, when even when my kids were in school, I would make them lunches. Uh, I pack their lunches. Just the scheduling that we work in our house. I get up at like six o'clock in the morning. Um, I start my work at seven. And my wife starts at eight is when she starts her day. So I'm up. And so when I was up, I'd make the, make breakfasts and lunches for everybody. Um, and have that all done so that my wife, Jody could get some more sleep, right? I was already up and moving. Why would I not do that? So, and then it was just easier. But yeah, when we're home here as well, um, yeah, sure. Make lunch with the girls. And, um, you know, sometimes it's reheated craft dinner or pizza or sandwiches or whatever it is. But it's just that kind of time to spend together. Gary. Apparently, there's a news story just breaking right now um, that the... Uh, N64 Resident Evil 2, the original voice actor of Leon S. Kennedy, has passed away. Oh. Um, which which was posted about half an hour ago. So uh, it's unfortunate, sad news yet again, but it seems like we're, we're losing quite a lot of voice talent lately in the gaming space, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's unfortunate news as well. Uh, great question there, by the way. Great question. Uh, Those episodes have said, is that right? No, Mecha Dragon. Mecha Dragon. Mecha Dragon. Mecha Dragon. Yeah, thank you guys for that. We appreciate that. That's, you know, again, I love, man, I love um, kind of getting to connect and answer these questions and, and seeing how everyone's doing. And, and uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's how we do. That's how we do, folks. Well, folks, let's wrap it up. That is episode 267. Uh, big thanks again to our Patreon producers, Chris Mears, Dave Ernsberg, uh, Sean Abbott, and Antonio Contrario. 276. 276. God damn it, Jesse. For frick's sakes. All right. Uh, when you get a chance, if you could, folks, head over to our YouTube channel. Check out our tweets, our podcast episodes. Of course, that can all be found on NintendoDads.org. By the way, we have a new blog that is up there as well from Chris Logel, he has kind of been our blog writer. Our so we have actually written articles. He's been doing a great job. Um, so check out the blog posts he's been he's been writing. He's did some stuff for what games should be coming to this NES and SNES online. Um, why Nintendo is important to him, that kind of stuff. So check out his blog. It's pretty important uh, and pretty cool stuff. Of course, check out our social media. We talked about it before Patreon. You can do all that. You know where that stuff works. Uh, Nintendo Shop, Nintendo Dad's Shop. You got some Nintendo Dad's merch. A um, couple other things as well. We like to hear what's going on in your life. We like to hear audio clips, emails, how you are doing. Let us know how you're surviving. Let us know how you're feeling. How are you coping? What is going on in your life? Head over to nintendodads at gmail.com. Send us that email. We'd love to hear it. Or if you'd like to send us a voicemail, 
929-25-NDADS or 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix for all the music that you hear throughout the show. And of course, if you are sitting at home, you got nothing to do, you're wondering what can I do? Well, what you could do is head over to your favorite podcast app, download our show, and if you could, leave a five-star review. Four-star review is fine. Anything less than four-star review, move along. Go to another podcast, rate them at three stars, rate them at two stars, right? But four and five is how we do here. So if you could, rating us on iTunes or whatever your catcher uh, is fantastic as well. Uh, Big thanks to Carter Johnson for the amazing artwork that you see here uh, that we have. Obviously, the new artwork for Timothy Alf. Uh, as his avatar is up there and she's been instrumental in getting our artwork done uh, thanks to Adam Leonard as well we appreciate all of his amazing artwork uh, big thanks to every single person who joins us in YouTube on Twitch every single week and is participating in this community you guys are what makes us special you guys are what makes us awesome and we are so thankful and so grateful for your support be well be kind and take care of each other for myself for Jesse Tim and Gary. Have a fantastic evening, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. Justin was right, Justin was right, Justin was right!